And to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking this morning? Very funny, Brother Beric. That's not how it works. And I told you then, confidence. I apologize, Sister Cassandalee. It was a bad joke. Some of the other knees liked it. Well, tell them I'm glad they appreciate good humor when they hear it. Rather than answering, Cassandalee picks up her untouched, mysterious breakfast pastry. The Temple of Rye, sadly, does not seem to attract skilled chefs into its ranks, and throws it at Brother Beric. The young holy man, quite taken by surprise, and not the most coordinated individual under the best of circumstances, takes the pastry directly to the face. The thin dough coating gives way under the stress of the blow, and some mysterious brown semi-solid stuff comes oozing out of the android's breakfast onto Barak's robes. He looks down at the mess in mock horror. I'm oh, sorry, brother. Some of the other knees were deeply offended by that comment. He takes a moment to put the ruined breakfast on his plate, grabs a napkin, and begins controlling the damage, all with a smile on his face, until he makes eye contact with his new friend. And she's not smiling anymore. Eric pauses. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm not angry or anything. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. It's the other use then? Yeah. Cassandra Lee looks down at her hands. They're trying to show me something. I'm not sure I wanna see it. This is Pot Against the Machine. back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast where seven starved to death because there was an airlock stopping it from eating nine. I'm your host, and here's everybody. They're all waving their hands. That's my favorite joke. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> hey. Hello. 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 Let's see. What happened last week? Last week on the program, the party bid farewell to Aiden Vey after bringing Brixby back from the dead. And um, went off with Long Dreamer back to her home in the woods. Uh, identified a lot of items, uh, divvied them out, and went to bed. Whereupon the magical moth showed Brixby that he was um, mistaken about his ideas of what exactly happened on that fateful day slash days or however long it was down in the hole. And um, after that. He went back to sleep, and the rest of the night passed as normal, and everybody woke up, and everything was fine, and everyone got their spells just as expected, and it was normal. Mm -hmm. And um, then the party went back into the tower, went all the way up to the 8th floor, where they went in a lab that they thought was probably going to have bad stuff in it. Turned out it just had some vampiric mist that had starved to death because no one was giving them anything to suck blood out of. That's where we are now. Yay! <laughs> so, um, if I remember correctly, we detected magic, didn't find any magic. 
Uh, there's a bunch of barrels that we did or didn't search, and then obviously, yeah, the sad vestiges of the vampiric mist that starved. Yeah, um, you didn't crack open any of the barrels. You did check, and there's no magic in here, and it was just a bunch of dried humanoid-shaped blood stains and blood crusting the barrel lids. Maybe we don't open the barrels? I mean, I, I feel like if it's a vent... I was say, I think that's what we had decided on. Yeah, I think we said avoid them. I'm wondering if the blood was trying to get in, like maybe it had mice or something in there for vampiric mist to feed on. And then we're just going to open it up and it'll be a bunch of dead, you know, vermin or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be traumatizing for Briggs who's gone through enough. So, uh, maybe we just let bloody barrels lie and, um, don't, don't open them. Sounds like a plan. Well, so that, uh, we are in lab seven, um, and lab eight is swarm behavior. Lab nine is quasi-gaseous. No, no, no. Smoke and particle. Smoke and particle. All right. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Quasi-gaseous is the one we're in. Yeah. Yeah. Lab eight. Lab eight, indeed. All right. So we roinks in. Let's roinks. All right. We're going to put a little little roinks on it here. Um, Does Kira want to swarm with bricks? Because she's outside of the room right now. She's going to get locked out when the thing Consensual goes. swarming. Do I have your consent to swarm? Yes. Right. You have my swarm welcome. And an auto-aid. Asher aids with a 25, because of course. <laughs> Does it exist? Uh, nope. Nine on the die for a seven. Uh, Alwyn does not aid. Already do. I roll two less than Asher's incredible 25 with a four off the die for a 23. Uh, with a 23, uh, you're looking at your standard um, airlock kind of lock where the door's got to be closed and do its switchy do. It uh, doesn't look like it's trapped, and through that little window, you can see a largely empty chamber with some more metal barrels in it uh, up against the southern wall. Uh, but the two barrels in here have jagged rents in their side, like they had like acid melt through them or something. And we can't see anything else in there. Right. Alright. Should I should I open the door and go in first just because um you know, recent events. Uh yeah, but I'm like thinking. Um, sorry, I think I might have a like a spell could maybe help here. So, um, Kira, if, if you don't mind, just one second before we go in. Um, and uh, with a motion and a word and the rod, Brixby is going to cast um, an extended cloak of winds, giving Kira 18 minutes of a cloak of winds, which um, the relevant part, because we're about to go into a room that's called swarm research, tiny or smaller creatures must succeed at a fortitude save to successfully touch or attack the subject in melee, which is a DC 18 fortitude save. 
Failure knocks those attackers prone and away five feet per subject. Oh, wow, per level of the caster. So it shoots wow. them back like pretty far, 45 feet. Um, and it doesn't, it can't affect, it doesn't affect us. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, sweet stuff. So now Kira is, is uh, wearing yeah. the wind, as we like to say. Um, and also, uh, Alwyn, it's like real tight up here, but I'm wondering if like the, the, the ghost, the wind, um, Yes, I can try and get a little further up. Uh, maybe he'll try to squeeze past and swap places with Asher so he can be kind of in a line to the door. <laughs> and he will take out the wind wand. Which I feel like I don't have much. And I can still sphere us, too. Um, so. Yeah. I got five charges left, but that should be enough to get us through one or two encounters. Uh, all right, big stuff. Um, let's open the door. I'd like to open the door. All right, Kira undoes the bulkhead thingy and it, the wind blows the door open. <laughs> um, and you see the room as described um, before. There's Two barrels along the southern wall, not featured in Paizo's map, of course. They're there. Housekeeping, Asher, I don't remember if I did this last app, even though no time has passed. He's got a revolver with mundane round metal cartridges in one hand and a revolver with adamantine. For now, he's going to save the ghost salts and not worry about having them handy. Can I, can we percept to see additional things, or is there nothing else to see in this room? Yeah, you can, you can do a percept. For a dirty twenty, I'm trying Four to price this right. That. Much lower. Sixteen, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check something real quick. All right. Well, Brixby and Kira both make it. Asher doesn't quite make it. In those two barrels, just kind of lying at the bottom, there are these, like, masses of swarming and like shimmering tiny little things that it, it's too hard to see them with the naked eye like you could just tell that there's a bunch of metal things moving um but they're very like listless and just kind of hanging out at the bottom of the barrels they look very bio nanite cloud like if um you remember those from the wreck of the aurora but unlike the others they aren't bursting out and trying to eat you. They're just kind of chilling in the barrels. Huh. Well, really want to touch it, like a I, like just a bag of rice, you know? That's what I'm nope. envisioning. 
strongly uh, suggest we leave. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly detect magic while we're in here. Just make sure there's something else we're not seeing. Yeah, it looks like there is no Magoo in this particular mister. <laughs> so, like, I am wondering, though, and this is like, I have no desire to fight swarms, right? I'm stating that right now. And uh, limited means to. <laughs> just leaves the room. This <laughs> Brixby is starting. But um, I'm unclear about how much murder we have to do to remove Jowd's ghost. Oh, snap. So that is the, I mean, it's like literally, it's kind of triggered like the, the deep completest vibe that I have in myself that I normally try to put to rest when because of, you know, um, verse similitude so when he got his weird vision like I don't know I'm trying to think how Sam described that if you saw that like every string had to be cut or like is there like a tipping point where we've destroyed enough stuff that it works I think the general idea and and it's, it's hard to you know know exactly but I think the general idea was that if you hit the critical mass of severing these, like it, it'll be enough. You don't have to get every single possible thing, but you don't know exactly how much is enough. Well, Kira's going to kill everything that moves, maybe kind of moves. Yeah, so. murder. Yep. I've changed my mind. Hmm. And to like see if maybe there's like a spell or something we could do. Uh. You just grab mm. handfuls and throw them in the bag. These things need to breathe. We have the clasp. Yeah. Right. Somebody can use that. Asher's clasped currently. Does Asher know from encountering nanite swarms if they would count as robots for the purposes of like a plus two EMP pistol? Um, yeah, I mean, you know they're machines. Okay. And that was not time worn, right? Right. Sweet. Cool, cool. I forgot you got a giant special space gun. Would they get cover in their barrels if I were to hit them with a lightning bolt? Um, they get cover, but that doesn't affect for an area of effect. They still. Doesn't that help? Interesting Wait, question. doesn't that give them like like two oh, to their sorry. reflex or something? Oh, does I it? Thought? It might, yeah. Can swamps be blinded? No. No. Because that's no. a single target thing. Think. Unless you're going to like. Yeah. Well, if it was uh, like glitter dust, which is a. <laughs> AOE, but I guess the individual things in it. Are what make the say? Because I can glitter dust the barrels. There's just millions of little glitter dusts hitting millions of little nanite eyes at the same time. All right, I'm I'm gonna just light it up and hope that I can move before it gets angry. So uh, I'm gonna need you to roll a reflex save, nanites. As I reach into my pouch, pull out fur and a glass rod, 
think about nasty old Marrow, who I got the spell from, and snap it. All right. Is this both of them have to roll reflex or just the one? Both is a line. All right. So for blue, the one right next to you, that is an 11. No. And uh, for red, much better, a 26. Yes. Those rolls were about as far apart as you can get on a d20. Almost. <laughs> Alrighty. So, ooh, lots of ones. Unfortunate. 24 to blue, 12 to red. All right. And um, since those are area of effect, they do damage in half. So 18 to red and 36 to blue, which is, that's a big old chunk of blue. I think that makes it time to roll for initiative. I th think you've kind of forced the issue here. So, <laughs> I'm rolling really well tonight. Um, come on, object and token layer. You know what layer you're supposed to be. And starting with the northernmost member of the party, what does Alowin get? Uh, Alowin rolled a 6 for a 12. And how about Kira? It's a 4 for a 10. And Asher. Hoo-hoo. Feeling real quick. 8 for a 13. Fastest so far. We all me. 18 for a 25, because he is right beside the swarms and spooked. Um, well, that's good for Brixby, given his physical position. And Brixby is definitely first in initiative here. So Brixby is going to grab um, the necklace, the, ne the necklace that Brixby wore, that he took with him. Um, and he's going to tell his brother that he needs him now, which is what he does every time. So he grabs it. I need you. And he snaps another glass fur combination, and I need you to roll another uh, reflex save as I use my bonded amulet. I don't like it. Uh, we'll start with blue again since it's right next to you. That is a 16. That is a fail. And um, much better for red once more. That is a 26. That is a pass. That makes sense. It's like blue is absorbing all the <laughs> lightning bolts for red, really. Um, so let me just roll another. Hopefully there's less ones this time. A little bit less. All right, that is 27. Um, so half again would be, what, 13 on top of that. So 40 to blue. And then 13 plus like 19 to red. And then I am going to jet north. All right, well, you fried blue before it could even get out of the barrel uh, red's not looking great either but it did pass both those saves so it's a little bit better off um, 
That was pretty mean. Uh, red is up next, so it is going to float on out. And I think since Asher is the first one it sees as it comes out and it no longer can tell who exactly was frying it, um, it's just going to swarm on into Asher's um, square, which means... Cool. What is this? 3d6 damage. Uh, a 10 damage. And then you need to make a will save. And that was what type of damage? Um, that was swarmy swarm damage. Untyped. Okay, well, they're robots. I don't know if it was like electricity. Not. It, they don't give it a type. It's just charm damage. Does a 27 suit you okay on that will save? Yeah, you're not dis or fascinated, rather. Uh, how about a fortitude save? Real quick. Just a little, now you're just making stuff up. Just a little 40 do. I'm much less confident with an 18. Ah, that's still enough. The DC and the Fortitude save is not high. So even though it feels like they're like expertly biting at your nerves and like something would happen, it doesn't happen just because you save all the time. And it's your turn. Oh, cool. Uh, Asher is going to take a five foot step out of the swarm. And then uh, just do a full attack, rapid shot. Their their touch is going to be higher than normal creatures we encounter, so I'm not going to do deadly aim. But I do have the swarm being clasp, clasped. Uh, one's not looking so great. Uh, a 16 against touch. 16 will not so, hit. Sorry, I mathed really bad because I'm like, hmm. 14 plus 4 is 16. Uh, 18 was my lowest. Uh, 18 will not hit either. Okay. Uh, so the others were a 29 and a 25. Yeah, those both hit. Sweet. So 2d8 coming at you. If it matters, I do have... will be doing damage. You do be doing damage. A uh, total of 10. Alright. Not nothing. It would be nothing, but Could. it's not because of the thing. Yay. Uh, end of turn. Alright. Halloween. Uh, Halloween was going to cast resistance on uh, <laughs> Asher for helping with his rolls on that. Uh, you know, he can actually still technically do that because... It's a swarm, so I'm assuming it doesn't have uh, AOEs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or not AOEs, AOOs. So he is just going to do a little circle around Kira here to get next to Asher, and he's going to cast Resistance on him to uh, give him plus one on his saves if it tries to do that again. Hasn't he heard that Resistance is futile? Thank you. <laughs> uh, cut this up. This is just a question that I want to know. Is Minute Meteors AOE? Ooh. I think it hits a five foot square. Yes, it is. I'm an idiot. I should. No, I mean you're helping your buddy. Oh, and if it's, it's good still alive next time, I'll do it. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of fallen into like that helper role. So he's thinking more of like I'm going to keep Asher up than he is of trying to attack I it. I get that <laughs> for sure. 
Alright, that'll bring Kira up. I don't think I can do anything with a regular sword, right? I need to I just 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 be slashing at the air. Right. If only you had some kind of force fang ring. There's so close. Okay, so I think I'm gonna do nothing. Can I cheer on my friends? I would like to roll to cheer. You can aid Asher's attack. I'll do that. Great. Uh, I will aid. Kira will say, you can do it, Asher. Here's a sticker. And uh, that'll be my turn. Do I need to roll to aid? What is that? Um, yes, but your attack bonus is better than plus 10, so it's just don't roll a 1. Okay. Whew, that's a 2. <laughs> oh, so swarms are totally not, unless that swarm is a special one, swarms are not immune to physical damage. They just take It just damage. depends on if it's tiny or fine or I diminutive. Just, just like yeah. It changes oh. based on size category. Yeah, since uh, this totally. one's fine, it's... Oh, yeah, diminutive or immune it's to immune weapon. weapon. Yeah. yeah, fine, diminutive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Zach was right. They are immune to single target spells. Um, Brixby, you're ba- uh, <laughs> I'm useless. <laughs> Sorry. Brixby, you're back you can- up. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm useless here at this point. I'm out of zappies and, and doobies, so um, I'm going to walk on over to Swarm with my buddy Alowin, and I, too, am going to attempt to aid my friend Asher's attack. It's not a gimme for me, but I did get 13, which is enough to do it. Asher getting that big plus four on his next attack. But before that happens, the swarm gets another turn, so it's going to try to swarm Kira. Now what happens when it flies into this wind. Roll a fortitude save. Gonna roll a swarmitude save. How's an 11 treat you? An 11 is a very fail. So this means that you are knocked prone for whatever that means for you as a swarm and you are pushed back 45 feet. <laughs> so- and you also take 3d6 uh, points of non-lethal damage plus 1d6 if you hit a solid movement. So 4d6 points of non-lethal. Alright, who wants There's to roll that? To um, non-lethal doesn't affect... Um, That's what I thought, right? It doesn't affect Construct, so oh. it doesn't matter. Darn. Yeah, okay, cool. But so you probably got it did crunch a bunch of nanites and they didn't get to do any damage, but mostly it was just funny to see the things fly away <laughs> and asher please execute these asher will attempt to execute those with a feeling emboldened with the aid will just go ahead and aid plural to aid he will make three deadly aim shots excessive probably
Uh, with the aids, the lowest is a 25, so I think that hit last time. We are good. Looking at 33 points of damage. And that is enough to execute the swarms. It's the last of the bionanates goes tumbling to the floor. And the swarm research lab is clear. I think you get a grip point back for each nanite, so <laughs> I've got so many temporary grip points. Of grip points. So you just also like in Diablo 2 as they die suddenly there's loot <laughs> that we didn't see when they were flying oh, yes. around just laying on their yeah, the, the cloud of flies all of a sudden a scimitar flies out of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything like in the barrels where they were uh, looks like the barrels were nanite storage barrels that they ate their way out of Interesting. So there's like no notes in here, no sign of. Was, it, it was it was, Lab Seven that had the snarky note that's like we're not running a slaughterhouse here or whatever, right? Yeah, Lab Seven because that was the vampiric uh, myth. Hundred pound limit enough is the one that the things starved to death. Yeah, in. yeah, <laughs> but they were just that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. So, well, um. That was, I don't want to jinx us, but a bit easier than I expected it to be. That leaves one more. And perhaps those robot wizards, wherever they are. Yes, let's go down to this smoking particle research. Perhaps it's barbecue. Yes. So what smoke am I smelling? Is it like the delicious applewood? Is it like a, a mesquite, perhaps a hickory? It's a, a little bit of a hickory with notes of like a rosewood. Ooh. That's Interesting. Fancy. And it's fancy, fancy stuff. I'll tell everyone I'm an, I'm an applewood chips guy myself. That is my fave. Although I, I will get down with some of the other ones. I assume for smoked mushrooms. How much room is in this one? Is this just a two, a one by two? Uh, yeah, it's a one by two with two kind of tiny mini pieces of squares there. If if you want to absolutely shovel your way in there, I, I'd say it's allowable. Very uncomfortable, though. I stuck on Mechanically squeezing. Oh, I'm stuck on the corner of that thing. All right. Um, <laughs> perhaps the last roinks in this tower? What do I know? Oh, wait, no. Never mind. It's too I donate. I'm like, yeah, I rolled double digits. <laughs> uh, 30 to right. eight. 22 to eight. <laughs> Excellent. Hopefully I can exceed those fantastic rolls. I can with a 33. Our powers combined with a 12 off the die. Uh, once again, no locks, no traps. Uh, you can see in here several shelves, desks running along the side and you see a familiar creature um you saw some of these in the basement a set of dull red red eyes grasping claws and wet leathery wings and then like a kind of smoky body is uh looks like there's a belker in there 
That looks like a beefy Belker. That Belker's been bulking. Nothing's worse than a bulking Belker. <laughs> we got a bulk well, Belk. If we want, so. <laughs> if we want Shout to never return, Asher spins six fresh mundane rounds under his revolver. Kill them all. <laughs> and the music that we totally licensed from Metallica starts playing in the background. And um, man, did, we we rolled and we did just all right on our knowledge rolls on these things, right? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I think you've got the sort of general weird air elemental flying creature can go. Yeah. It can try to climb into your lungs but it couldn't because you were wearing the masks oh yeah and we've got those activated all right let's were they i'm trying to remember if they were because they're air, air elementals but were they solid or were they they're normally solid but they can go kind of smoky yeah because i remember they can go into your lungs so i couldn't remember what the heck they were like i'm trying to think how easy they are to hit Uh, so do we want to haste? Yeah, let's haste. Haste. Okay. So, uh, Alowin will cast haste on the party. And then somebody throws the door open, I presume? Not after we... We gotta take a rip of this haste paste goo tube that we have. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> you have to spend four rounds on trying to squeeze the last of the goo out of the tube. <laughs> Gotta go fast, Sam. So opening up the door. Why won't it do it? There we go. And then pop this on the right layer. We're going to go right into initiative as you um, go into this horrible laboratory. So... I can't start with the farthest north because everyone is literally on the same level and it's really mean. So I'm going to start with the Belker because the Belker's going to go first probably. Um, Alright, I'll start with Asher because I can see him. And then I'll go to Alan right. so I can see him. Emboldened by that Nanite kill he faces this Belker with a cloud of hundreds of grit points. And <laughs> I rolled a total of a 22. Not bad. How about Alowin? Uh, Alowin rolled a 9 for a 15. And Kira? 11 for a 17. And Brixbow once more. Uh, 17 for a 24. So much for the Belker going first. Uh, it's gonna be Brixby first again. Is so this thing's solid, so I could sneak attack it theoretically. You could theoretically sneak attack it. One would Excellent. theorize. One would theorize. Alrighty, Welp. It's sneako attacko time because I am going to points and shoot out two scorching rays is there like a spell resistance sitch here or are we good 
What, what was the question? Sorry. Is there spell resistance that I have to worry about uh, no. at all? Oh, excellent. All right. So this is roll number one. So, wow, 16 for a 23 versus touch and flat-footed touch. That will hit. And numero dos uh, is only an 11 off a die for an 18 versus flat-footed touch. Yeah, you're, the number you're trying to hit is a nine, so yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Do you want fire and sneak attack separately or is together cool? Uh, they can go together. Rolling a lot of this specific number. Oh, come on. All right, so the first one is 23 points, and the second one is 28. Jeez. Total of 51 damage? Yes. It's a lot of damage. And if, I guess everyone can see it, but Brixby's going to shout, It's a Belka, it's a Belka, it's a Belka. We had a baby, it's a belker. It's a bulk belk. And that's my turn. Alright, Asher, you two are up before the bulky belker. Ah, indeed. The bulky belker beckons. So, Asher can see some of the belker from where he is now. Granted, there's like an Alloin and a Brixby and wall in the way so I'm going to guess there'd be a non-zero amount of cove uh, but I think Asher could just Asher could just put one hand you know he'll kind of try and block Alowin's ear with the left hand revolver so it's not as loud <laughs> as he places the right hand revolver much too close for comfort to the side of his head and then we'll just swift action uh, focus his aim as he does uh, unleash three rapid shot, deadly aim, focused aim bullets. Emboldened by the meta knowledge that the number I'm looking for is nine, I can say with confidence all three of those resulted in a hit. So I'm going to roll 3d8 plus 33. That is 44 points of damage. And the big bad bulky belker goes bust. Before it even gets a turn. I'm not ready for a Belker arc. I really don't want a Belker arc in between books. <laughs> Luckily, Belkers aren't interesting enough to merit their own arc. Nakorocho Beldalora. And, yeah, the grip point just comes right back. Animated crane arc, on the other hand. <laughs> just you wait for the city of cranes. The young and man also, named did we fight a... Uh, <laughs> Did we fight a daemon that we killed before it did That's anything true. to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a laundry list of your crimes that <laughs> have to be resolved in horrible side quests. Action economy crimes. <laughs> um, so, so, 
Yeah, now that you have free reign of this room, um, you can see several shelves and desks running along the northern and western walls, while in the center um, stands a contraption made of several concentric metal rings arrayed around a thin metal mesh in which is cradled a black ceramic bottle with a cork plugging its top. What's that bottle? Is it magic? Looks like magic. Is it magic or tech? The thing it's in is some kind of machine, but the bottle itself appears to be magic. He will uh, walk up next to Brixby, which luckily I already have him next to Brixby on the map. And that is an 11 on the die for a 29. You are indeed looking at an ever-smoking bottle. Zach, would you like to um, do the honors of telling everyone what an ever-smoking bottle is, or do you want me to... Basically, it's like a instant uh, obscuring mist, if I remember correctly. Which, for me, in addition with that spell that I learned, Ashen Path, that I can cast on us, means that we can have crazy concealment sneak attack debacle at will that also doesn't use a spell slot. Now, is it a certain number of times a day, or can so. you just use that literally whenever you feel like it? Is it an ever-smoking bottle or an often-smoking bottle? Because if, if it's ever, then it should be infinite. Well, it's actually just a really old. Just gonna pull this bad boy up. Clear that it's gone bad. Yeah, I don't um, see so, in the item description a limit to uses. Nope. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't one. That's so, wild. So, oh, nice. so you could literally use it like every combat in a row all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so this metal urn uh, is identical in appearance to an Afridi bottle. For folks who don't know, Afridis are fire genies in Pathfinder. Um, except all it does is smoke. The amount of smoke is great if the stopper is pulled out, pouring out of the bottle and totally obscuring vision across the 50-foot spread in one round. The bottle is left unstoppered. The smoke billows out another 10 feet per round until it has covered a 100-foot radius. This area must remain smoke-filled until the uh, ever-smoking bottle, or the area remains smoke-filled until the ever-smoking bottle is stoppered. The bottle must be resealed by a command word, after which the smoke dissipates normally. Moderate wind will disperse it in four rounds. A strong wind will do it in one. Very cool. Oh, this is amazing. This is this plus the the thing that I can do where we can see through the smoke at the the winery with the ill-fated smoke and the whatnot. Um, yeah, no, this would be this is this is a, a jared beautiful beast. I hate you, but Brixby holds the bottle. Does anyone mind if I hold this? Yes, you make the most sense for it. Yeah, enjoy. Oh yeah. Rigsby takes a huge rip of his ever-smoking bottle. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it up to the editor if that is allowed for our PG-13. I'm pretty sure this is mine, and it's staying in. <laughs> yeah, I've got the next one. <laughs> 32. Now, I'm just imagining it as one of those, like, ridiculously... <laughs> overwrought glass pipes they sell it like gas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Redolent with skulls. Because he's such an edgelord too. It's going to have like skulls and yes. other things on it. Bricks' um, so, tent will be a hookah lounge forever. <laughs> yeah. Bricks uh, is now at least 15% more down with the clown. Whether he knows it or not. <laughs> the ownership <laughs> of a... Uh, 
uh, a weird bong bottle. Um, what about what about this machine that it's in? Um, Asher, do you want to come take a look? Sure. Looks like a. Hmm. And he got a twenty-nine on knowledge engineering. That is enough to identify this contraption as some sort of turbine that looks like when it spun it would generate like a spherical cage of wind um, around like where those rings are um, containing and manipulating the air and vapor within the sphere where the bottle was so like presumably the ever smoking bottle when open when the thing was on like the smoke would just continuously pour out into this ball and make like a super smoky ball for some reason so he's gonna <laughs> smoke weed out of that i guess uh, but if we're just gonna keep <laughs> it does look like the um belker has done quite a bit of damage to this turbine so it is not um currently clam bake ready well let's take the time to repair it to seems important to you brings me yeah, it's like really important that I like. Uh, I feel like what Shout really wants us to do, and he just pulls out his like vape pen and starts like blowing big, disgusting smelling clouds. We're gonna cut this all out because I'm probably gonna offend the vaping contingency. <laughs> I am offended. Our... <laughs> Thank you. I'm pretty sure Brixby canonically rips cotton just all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, art does imitate life just a little bit. So, um, well, I, I mean, this is this is honestly a treasure. Uh, was certainly worth coming in here and just mashing the heck out of this big bulk belka. Yes, and as much as it would be entertaining to attempt to repair this second stage turbine blade. It being broken just might help further disconnect Shoud from this tower, so I suppose we can leave it in disrepair. Was there anything else on the shelves that was interesting? Uh, looks like that was the um, extent of the interesting things in this room. Shall we go see if there are robot wizards above us? Okay. Sure. All right. Alright, I'm going to drag you all over to the new layer now, so don't move your tokens. Everybody keep moving. Everyone stop around. moving your tokens. I've stopped. Izzy didn't stop moving. I've stopped moving my token. You moved it Although, right back after I moved it. Oh, well, okay, that was a slow load issue then. That's well, not on my account. No, I have to publicly put you on token moving blast. Um, so coming up the final set of stairs in the choking tower brings you to a large chamber with a tall conical roof. A tangled mass of whistling pipes run from the floor of the room and up through the ceiling. Colored smoke issuing from the central core of pipes pervades the room, giving everything a hazy sheen. Tables throughout are covered with bubbling cauldrons smoking alembics, and delicate mechanical contraptions. Three large tanks filled with colored fog stand on the north side of the room. Elsewhere, large metal bookshelves are crammed with books and papers. Now, in this room, 
in addition to the things I just described to you, are these two. I'll pop them up for you. They look like slim gearsmen almost, except that where their shoulders um, meet their arms. They got a little Kasafa action going. They've got four arms. In addition, they they have golden like face masks and then they're wearing cool stylish cloaks. And um Yeah, they just look like generally cool guys. Two of them. Cool non-gendered guys, I would say. Um they are hard at work doing something toiling away at their, their desks as you come up the stairs. They don't notice our non-stealthy approach? Ah, they seem to be hard at work. I want to attack them. Just for funsies. Wait. That's mean. Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait, just, um, would you say the smoke up here is like concealment level smoky? Or is it like flavor smoke? Uh, it's more flavor smoke. It's not really thick enough to do a concealy do. Mm. Unfortunate, because thick smoke is one of my favorite goo tubes. Um, so we'll have <laughs> to just go with this delicious flavor smoke. Yeah, okay. Asher licks the air uh, with a 15 <laughs> perception. What, uh, what flavor is this smoke? Uh, this particular smoke is more of like it's weird it's like a calorie pear which you didn't even know people made smoke in that flavor um seems irresponsible calories calories (laughs) yes i prefer to have them in 100 calorie packs so i can ration off the enjoyment anyway should we murder them yeah let's murder do we want to try and trick them or something and so we can get a full round of attacks in? I definitely think I can yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's gonna say I can cast murderous command on one of them and make him attack the other one before we even start doing anything. <laughs> Don't muck about their robot heads. The oh. robo bounces. I think since you are talking within earshot of these, the blue one who's closer to the top of the stairs will sort of stop what it's doing and um, start heading your way, sort of walking over towards you. And it says, Has Master Xiao extracted the android's lore yet? Does he require our aid? Master Xiao is still hard at work. You may continue with your duties. Uh, do you want to bluff on that? Uh, yeah, that would be good. Sorry, gang, that's a two on the dice. Four and eleven. Uh, the... It's honestly on brand. <laughs> <laughs> the robot, like, is looking at Asher, and, um, obviously it has literally no features on its face, so it has no facial expression. It is a blank, golden slab and it says you are lying to us what have you done with master shout pull his head out the bag 
No. Quick, um, scramble them <laughs> robo brains. <laughs> Asher will walk closer to the robot because right now he has a terrible line of sight. Uh, and if the robot doesn't stop him, he'll just hold his, you know, <laughs> hold his revolvers up, but still hold his hands up. Oh, well, we send him away. They need, you know, even the greatest of wizards needs rest every now and again. And that's not a lie. Um, so I think the robots are not buying your particular um, brand of bluffing or deception in this case. And the second robot starts heading your way. I think it's time to roll for initiative. I sh now, if I was smart, me the player, uh, I would have said I would ready to use that ability if I noticed them not believing Asher, <laughs> but I didn't. I think I finally got a decent uh, Yeah, me too. Initiative. All Are right. we still hasted? Um, no, that that only lasted uh, a few rounds. Probably not. That's yeah, a minute of around. Is it around? Mm -hmm. a level? Yeah, it's around a level. Otherwise, it would be around a level. Yeah, then it's definitely gone. Yeah, it's definitely gone. Oh, I had him outside the building. I'm trying to find Brixby. I'm right here. Turn. I didn't go anywhere. And there was an alloy <laughs> on top of you. So, um... Yeah, he threw Kira out <laughs> of the building. <laughs> what did um, Asher get? He couldn't bluff his initiative roll either. Don't worry, it makes sense. Uh, that is a total of a 13. Back to where we started. Alright, that's not very fast. How about Kira? Switched dice. I uh, got an 18 for a... 24. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Um, how about Alowin? Uh, Alowin got a 16 for a 22. And Brixby, last on the initiative question, but probably with a high number. Ah, uh, middle of the pack with a 17. 10 off the die. Okay. Well... There's good news and bad news. The good news is one of them rolled worse than all of you. The bad news is one of them rolled better than all of you. So, uh, the red robot is headed over in your general direction. And it is going to... It's just gonna... It's gonna drop a stinking cloud. No. <laughs> just a... Just a stinky cloud. But our poison is delayed, and we're wearing a mask. Yep. So, the good thing about that is that you're not poisoned, you're not nauseous, um, you do still have the obscured sight. Also, each of you takes... Um, that is not the right die. Four points of electric damage, and Ooh. one, and one point of like force damage. I feel like some of us don't. As this, as this spell weirdly carries this odd, like, electromagnetic force to it as the energy converges on you. So, a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a forcey do, 
Does that does that do anything to your range? How much force did you say? One point. That's an it's interesting question. Uh, it's if it's an incoming force effect. If it's not considered a force spell or force spell-like ability, then it wouldn't uh, charge it. Yeah, I, I, it's not considered a force spell. It's just a um, strange extra thing. Neat. Just a little bit of fun for the well, robot. I took a point of force damage, and it seems otherwise unfazed. Uh, same with Alwyn. He also does not seem phased at all by the electricity. Mm. Well, of both of them. And um, I'm off. Uh, cool. Kira and her first chance to attack in like an hour. Gonna mosey on up to blue. In the direction of blue, I guess. Let's see. So my speed is halved because I can't see. Is that correct? Am I making that up? Um... You're not technically blind, but... But does it count as difficult terrain, though? Because that would have her speed. It, it doesn't count as difficult terrain. Though. Yeah, I think it's only the uh, that other one that Zoud had that does difficult terrain. That, yeah, uh, solid five, and then he had the grippy smoky thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to shimmy on up to blue. And can I squeeze into this spot next to him? Is that enough room, or do I need to be... I don't want to cut off Asher. Yeah, you can fit there. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to hit it with a chainsaw. Oh, I'm going to rage. I'm going to rage as I... The old rage and walk. It's not great. That's a 10 on the die for, for a 29. Right? Uh, yeah, 29 that's how it works. To hit, that will hit. Ten. What weapon are you using? I'm using uh, chainsaw. Okay. Seven, eleven, twenty, twenty plus eleven, thirty-one uh, points of chainsaw damage at red. Alright, doesn't seem to all go through, but you know, it's still a high number. Okay. Um, I am hasted, but I moved, so I don't think I can, I can never remember. I don't think I get my second attack, because that would be right. a full round. Not if you move. Can yeah. I intimidate a robot? Or demoralize it, rather? Try. Okay, I'm going to try that. Well, I don't know. They're... Uh, they're immune to mine. Oh, never mind. So you can try. I won't but do it that. Won't do yeah, unless you're a weirdo. <laughs> uh, that's cool. All right, that is me. I think. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Gonna regret it. All right, go for it. Someone else. I'm gonna stop talking. All right. Um, Alan. Uh, question because my brain is mush from my antibiotics. Uh, casting a spell. It's not like a ranged attack, right? Like, I can't cast if I have uh, partial concealment from the mist. Is that correct? Um, or is it a mist With chance? full concealment, you, you can't um, cast a target. I can't cast a targeted right. spell at all, correctly. Correct. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, then I think his move then will just be to get within sight of, quote-unquote, sight. 
uh, as a swift action, he will take out his uh, wand that lets him blow stuff away. And as his standard action, he will cast haste again so that Bricks and Asher and he are all hasted. All right. And uh, Brixby. Brixby's going to cast the spell that he's so excited to cast because he really hasn't been able to use this, like, very arcane trickstery spell. He's going to pull out, I mean, it's the same as, like, the low-level version of it, but he's going to pull out a really big eyelash and a really big thing of gum Arabic, and he's going to pass greater invisibility. Um, So he is now very invisible, and now hasted, he is going to move into the room, putting him, I'm just going to say he's going to kind of walk forward and probably stop when he's about right here, which puts him right near all of the pipes. That's not very nice at all. It's not great either. I put my ninja invisibility thing on my character on here. There we go. Alright. And that'll bring us to Asher. Asher. Robots, you have to assume they're all gone. No. Uh, Even though we talked and Asher was like, oh man. Does it seem like those robots would be, swarms would be affected by the EMP pistol that I have? We're going to go fight some robots? Jeff, the player, isn't isn't smart enough to have said that Asher has that pistol. He has a revolver in each hand. No problem. He is going to stride on over towards the west, try and hug that wall with his hastedness, drop the revolver that had uh, mundane rounds, as he walks, draws the plus two EMP pistol, so now he has an EMP pistol in one hand and a revolver full of adamantine rounds in the other. Uh, and he glares at this red robot whom he can now see because he hurt his friends. Uh, and Asher will, as a swift action, vindictively smite it and then fire off a single deadly aim EMP shot. Uh, That's a 24 against touch. Uh, 24 will hit touch. Okay, that is going to be, let's see, 2d6 plus 2 plus 4, so 2d6 plus 6. Uh, ooh, six and a five, so 17 points of cool, cool EMP damage, and then I have to, do you have to make a save of some kind? Or is that only do if I crit? I, um, let me check the item description, which I happen to have ready. Uh, it's only on a crit. Sweet. Then, yeah, 17 points of any DR bypassing damage. That does more than one would normally expect it to do. Which is always fun. And the robot didn't like it. The robot is going to Wait, have words will for Asher it. be smarter than Brixby and roll a knowledge engineer out? No. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, only a 23. Um, I don't think, given the rarity of these particular creatures, that that's going to be enough. So, um, yeah, you know they're magic robots. It's pretty cool. Um, so, that'll take us to Blue. And what Blue is going to do, since Kira is right up in its face, it's going to just take a five-foot step um, sort of back and into its little workbench here where it feels safe. And then it's gonna drop just a nice little web. Basically the same place that the um, stinking cloud was dropped. So, um, but like a little bit more to the right so it hits Kira because it knows where Kira is. So, um, electric damage for Kira and Alouin, that's three points. And uh, five points of force damage for Kira and Alouin. Yeah. And since this is a web, I am going to need reflex saves from both Kira and Alouin. Uh, that is a 24 for Alouin. Alouin passes. A dirty 20 for Kira. Kira also passes, so you are not currently stuck in the web. You're not grappled. But you are still in um, difficult terrain. As spider webs, electromagnetic spider webs, no less, are basically stuck to the floor, they're stuck to the walls. They're trying to be stuck to you, but they're not really succeeding. They're trying. They wish they could be stuck to you. That'll take us to Red Robot, who is going to just, on the drawing tool, it's going to take a five-foot step up to Asher because Asher shot it, and it knows that shooting means close-up. And it has a special thing that it can do against people um, who like to hit from far away, and that is punching four times. So it's going to turn on power attack, and it's going to go for the slams. Let me just check what the bat is real quick. Not small. Gonna miss on the first one with a 17 to hit. Second one is a cracked eye. How does a 34 sound? Oof, just barely. Uh, that's 14 damage from slam number two. And it's just physical bludge. Yeah, it's just bludgeoning, just a little slam to do. Um, 28 on slam number three. Yeah, even with the smite plus, that still hits. Uh, that is 15, slammy dammy. And the final slam, because it does have four arms, is only 22 to hit. Because of the smite deflect bonus, that does not hit. All right, that's very sad mean and sad and mean but um it's done and Kira is up alright well here goes my plan as I suspect you knew to take a five foot step and full attack it's 
like you were ready for it or something. So I'm gonna take a not five foot step and wiggle out of this difficult webby area uh, to stand south left of blue and go again south with the saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistency, Sam. We're professionals. And that's a one. So, uh, not my night. I guess it's a 20. Does a 20 do anything? I don't think it matters. Does it matter if I get a one? Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It's not a miss. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. And uh, I don't get to swing again. So again, I will slink into obscurity. obscurity. I'm not even going to say the words right, team. I'm going to just put myself in mute. Except for motorcycles. You can ride your motorcycle. It's okay if you want. <laughs> it's your biker appeal that really brought you into this group in the first place as a resident bad boy. Um, all right. Well, that'll take us to Alan. Alan, the world is the stickiest it's ever been. Yeah. Uh, well, noticing that everybody else has walked out of the fog... Uh, it is no longer worth wasting a charge of this wand. Uh, so he is going to, let's see, that's 15, so that's my extent of my movement with the double move through the nastiness. Uh, he steps out and he sees um, anyone blue moving, and... Anyone moving through the web, I forgot to do this on Kira's turn, but it was also almost certainly trivial. Uh, must make a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as part of their move action um, or you'll become grappled as you try to move through the web bmb is lovely uh, escape artist is that oh escape artist is minus two so i'm going to take the plus four <laughs> cmb instead <laughs> uh that is a 13 meet beats <laughs> there's a, a nine on the die I'm like there's no way this is point I'm gonna be stuck in here uh, I have a seven strength everybody uh, they have bad DCs yeah so at least he now. does manage to uh, force his way out of the web and it's probably very embarrassing he goes eh, a lot uh, <laughs> but he gets out and uh, then you know what, he's angry about this because he was the only person back there when they cast that second spell. So he's going for the high level things. Uh, make me a will save, blue robot. Blue robot will save. How's a 22 sound? <sighs> that beats it. Blue robot is not trapped in a mind maze. Uh, that is his turn. Alright. Brixby. No one knows where you are. Brixby, um, looking at the two situations, uh, Brixby is going to move north and then west, the complement of his 40 feet, because he's not top his disc uh, today. I didn't say it in the last episode, so holding myself to it. And with full line of sight on Red Robot, who is assailing his buddy Asher, Brixby is going to fire into melee. So, 
I got a plus two from being uh, invisible, but a negative four from firing into melee. So that is a net negative two on my rolls here. <laughs> that is a nine versus flat-footed touch. Uh, that will miss, surprisingly. And uh, let's try that again. Hopefully I roll higher than a three this time. I did. I rolled a 17 for a 23 versus flat-footed touch. Uh, 23 will hit. All right. And would you like sneak attack and fire damage separately? Um, yeah. Why don't we do that? All right. And is there any sort of spell resistance or anything else going on here? No, nothing like that. Excellent. They cast the spells. They don't resist them. All right. That is 13 points of fire damage and 16 points of sneak attack. All right. And I'm going to roll a knowledge engineering. Um, do that real quick here. 27. So that's only a 9 for a 26. Oh, so that is enough to know at least that these are robotic apprentices, which are extremely rare robots um, seen almost never outside of Starfall. They're generally employed by the Technic League as kind of baby spellcasters they learn some pick up some rudimentary spellcasting ability and then otherwise you know they function like robots and they have reasonable reasonable intelligence and are able to think for themselves solve problems and accomplish tasks in this case the task might be killing all of you sadly <laughs> 26 is not enough for any questions all right Brixby's not going to give out his location by shouting they're robot apprentices <laughs> That's my turn. All right, Asher, you got a robot in the face. Yeah, Asher misspoke. Uh, weirdly, uh, his damage no longer bypasses DR, uh, but he also forgot to include the plus six damage from the deadly aim. So, yeah, we'll call it even. Uh, he will take a five-foot step to the northwest. There's a swift action. Spend a grip point to focus his aim. And will then unleash a hasted rapid shot, full attack, deadly aim, vindictively smote, focused aim for shots. Uh, so the last one, the lowest one, I'll just start there because it's always fun for the listeners, uh, is only a. Eighteen against touch. Um, eighteen does hit touch. Okay then. So we are going to have four instances of two d six plus. Well then, I can math. I'm going to roll it and roll twenty. Uh, and it's going to be so eight d six plus. So you got plus two. Plus eight, plus two. 17, 34, 68. <laughs> oh my god. Now is that accounting... So that just kills both of them, right? Somehow. Is that accounting for the vulnerability to electricity? No, sir. Uh, that's 96 robot. points of damage. Red Robot falls down 
and doesn't doesn't get back up. <laughs> so. And shimmering magical grit point flies back over to Asher. And and as it does, he's holding this EMP pistol in one hand and it's kind of starting to heat up from the rapid shots. And he just sort of shouts out into the nothingness. One apprentice down, Shoud! And that's the end of his turn. Would you say he shouted that out? He let it all out. Shout, shout. Well, um, I think Blue heard you. Blue's not super happy about that. Um, but it's got a good thing going. It's going to take a five-foot step to the north away from the mean half-orc with the chainsaw. And I'm just going to get my circle tool out again as it just is going to splop some grease on uh, the place where Kira is standing. So Kira, uh, two electric damage, uh, three force damage, and um, you're out of the sticky and into the greasy. So you're going to have to make acrobatics checks to move is what is what happens. And then it's your turn. Great. I am so good at acrobatics, fortunately. Let's see what happens if I try and do this on a different, different die. Hey, that's a nat 20. Um, minus two, though, so 18. <laughs> um, all right, you are able to successfully walk in the grease without falling down. Is it still difficult terrain, or if I take a five-foot step? Oh, Sam! No five-foot steps in the grease. It's almost like these guys are designed to not let you do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm seeing I'm seeing what's happening here, really following through on the strategy. I am going to step out of the grease, though, and just do a regular chainsaw. Hopefully some damage this. I just want to hit a thing. Unbelievable. I shouldn't have said anything. That's another one. So I will chill over here. Wow. That's my turn, Sam. That's cool. But you got right up in its face. Yeah, yeah, that's been helpful. Um, Alloin. Do these things have the robotic equivalent of bones in them? Uh, I don't... I think we can really call what they have robo bones. In that case, you know what? He's just going to try to confuse it. Uh, Make me a. uh, A Um, Oh, only a 15. That is a fail. Uh, Unfortunately, I only have lesser confusion, but that is still for the next round, it is confused. Oh, fun. Um, alright. Are you moving anywhere? Jumping into the grease? Ah, no, he's fine where he is. And for the confluence of the grease, the web, and the stink? <laughs> yeah, no, he's gonna go into this square over here where all three of them are overlapping. Just the worst square in all of Pathfinder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alright, um, Brixby. No one can see right. you. You can, no one can run see away. Me, so I'm going to shuffle back on the other side of the pipe and fire into melee again. Um, 
with the same sitch. So that is a 16 versus touch and an 11 versus touch. Ah, uh, that'll be one hit. All right. For fiery, definitely rolled this before. I know. Good luck finding me. This is what I was like laughing about. I'm like, how how are you going to strike me as the last creature that struck you? So it's 12 points of fire damage and 16 points of sneak attack. That either. Alright. It's hurt. It's, it's confused. Turn. Doesn't know where that came from. Asher, you're up. You just melted the very valuable robot into slag. Sweet. Uh, except it doesn't do fire damage, so mm, I think it's still fine. Electro but melt. Um, last time I specifically talked about not damaging a robot with a crit. You still said I damaged it, so I know better than to try and pick <laughs> this fight. <laughs> uh, talk to me about these pipes, Sam. Uh, are they like floor to ceiling? Can Asher even see Kira and Old Blue over there? I mean, these pipes aren't just floor to ceiling. They're floor and out the roof. So Asher has, like, I think it's not totally solid barrier, so he can kind of see Alloin and maybe sort of see where, at least where Kira is, if not, like, actually get a good view of the, the situation. He's going to have to run into the greasy, stinky webs, I think. I forever. mean, hard disagree on the have-to part. He uh, has to. I, it's your... There's nothing hasted you Fastman. I am so <laughs> Hasted Fastman. Uh, so Haste gives you what? Like 300 feet to your speed? 40? Yes. Uh, it doubles it, I think. It, so if you had 30, you All had right, 60. 60, and then... Which I totally forgot about when I said I was at the extent of my movement before. Yeah, so 30, 30 feet, and then, yeah, so Asher can get all the way around the pipes. He doesn't know where Brixby is, so he, but he was kind of going around the back of the room anyway, to uh, 20 feet north of Kira, he has plenty of range on this 50 foot range EMP pistol chef kiss uh, this creature is not smote but he will spend a swift to focus yeah it's just one shot we'll just do a single deadly aim we'll save the time does the laser thing just automatically come on or is it like a choice uh, it's a battery activation for that plus one, uh, I think it lasts like an hour, probably like yeah. everything seems to. It's really convenient, uh, but I haven't been factoring in the plus one because I never said I flicked it on. Uh, so Hasted Fastman will take a single deadly aim shot. And that is an... A dirty 20 against touch, so we got it. Only 13 points of damage, but it is electric. Boogie, boogie, woogie. So it does more than it should. It nice. also... 
it also um, does the wonderful thing of giving the robot someone to attack that it can actually see. Yeah, come at me, bro. Since, it, since it's confused, um, it is going to um, head up to Asher, which will provoke an attack of opportunity from Kira if she would like to try to chop it into bits before the confused robot even punches her friend once. That is a... Wait for it. I can do this math. Dirty 30 to hit. Uh, Obviously, it's a filthy 30. That doesn't make sense. They're all dirty. Just like the rhymes. A clean 30. Okay. That is going to be... 6, 12, 32 points of chainsaw damage. All right, doesn't seem to all go through. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's still a chunk. Yeah, it's uh, Kira doesn't seem to all go through. Smith, Smith, Smith. Oh, Smith. Uh, you'd think I'd know like the characters' names by now, but we're only on episode 131, and I feel like that's a 200 episode. Um, so it's gonna punch Asher. Um, it's, it's so mad yep. and it's so confused about how how to strategy her. Um, that is a thirty-three to hit. Ooh, it does. Uh, fifteen damage. Ow. And that was the whole turn. It didn't get to make any squares worse for anyone. And Kira is up. Aha! Here's gonna follow. Free of difficult terrain. I'll just get right up in its old face. Stand just south of it. And attempt to chainsaw one more time. With a different dice. Eh. Fine. 1927 to hit. 27 hits? Nine, twenty-nine points of damage. Well, doesn't I'm sure it doesn't all go, go through. through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the robot is looking pretty badly damaged at this point. But it's not dead. Well, that's me. All right, Alwyn, you're up. The problem is, like all of my damage spells, I'm ninety-nine percent sure don't work on robots because. It's like uh, the reverse heal ones, which I'm pretty sure don't work on things like that. Uh, what can I hit it with? Uh, it's not holding anything, so I can't hit it with burning disarm. Uh, can't shake its bones. I can use make hole and make this fight last longer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, You know what, he's just going to attempt to, well, it's already confused, uh, oh wait, no it's not, because it went after me, uh, he's going to confuse it again, uh, make me another, we'll save, 
Uh, much better, 27 this time. The level one spell, I can cast a lot of those. 27. Oh, 27, I said 17. And I'm like, no, that still fails. Uh, that's a pass, so it's not confused. All right, it's totally gonna get a turn to use that not confusion. Um, going anywhere? Just hanging out? Uh, he's going to move slightly closer, but still like 20 feet away from it. All right, Brixby. I'm out of scorchy doodles. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yep, that is a 22 versus flat-footed touch. That will hit. All right, as a glob of acid. <laughs> um, so here's the acid damage separately. That's a big, come on, two, two acid, and 22 sneak attack. Wow, that's a pretty solid sneak attack ball. It's a very focused bit of acid. But, you know, it's, it's still up. As sneaky <laughs> as that acid was at hitting its all robotic joints and stuff. Robot is tenaciously clinging to life. And Asher is up. Yeah, okay. Asher will take a five foot step back towards the west. And this battery has conveniently four charges left. So we'll just burn it out. <laughs> and do a rapid shot, deadly aim, full attack. Well, we know that one of those is a natural one. I'll just ignore it. Although I don't know if this item can misfire anyway. Uh, so that's only three hits, but three hits it is. Not roll high on this damage. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is 46 points of electric damage. Um, so really it is um, 69 points of electric damage. Nice. If my math is right. Is of course nice. It had three good points left. Excellent. Um, so as the second robotic apprentice crumbles to the ground at the hands of Asher's plus two EMP pistol that he found in the basement, I'm going to bed. It's pronounced Emp. Good night, Sam. <laughs> good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Recording now. Doom, doom, now recording. Waveforms. <clears throat> Enrique Iglesias doesn't have a mole anymore. 
What? Doesn't have a mole. What? what? It was all smoldery, moldery. <laughs> oh. That's why we can define things into the b- BM and AM. No, wait. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the, the bowel meridian and the anti meridian. <laughs> Great. Got it. Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> I'm not 12 years old. You're 12 years old. Uh, <laughs> still gonna laugh at Bal Meridian for days. <laughs> Without a doubt, it's my the least best favorite Cormac, Cormac McCarthy, McCarthy book. Bo- ah, oh, come you on. missed it. <laughs> <laughs> 